Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. second reading is from Romans chapter 8. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you will put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Much of our lives are spent living in fear Yes, living in fear of future evil. Yes, future evil. In other words, much of our time, much of our energy, much of our thoughts are aimed at reducing and avoiding and eliminating potential evil in the future. In fact, let me share a little secret with you, a little secret on this topic here. Many politicians, many leaders, and false prophets, false teachers, they understand this about human nature. And they will often, they'll often exploit this fear, this fear of the future bad things in order to obtain what they want in the present. Let me explain a little bit more. It works like this. A politician or a leader will paint a picture of a hypothetical evil, an evil in the future that may or may not happen. And then they'll look at that hypothetical evil in the future and then they'll assign a value to it. In other words, a value of how much you will lose, how many loss points of life. Let's just say it that way. And so they'll look at an evil off in the future. They'll assign to it a value of, let's just say, negative 10. And so the leader gets out in front of everyone else to consider this potential evil in the future by telling everyone that it will impact them by a negative 10. Everyone, beware. There's something bad off in the distance, and it will happen to you in the future. It will cost you a unit of 10, 10 loss of life points from you. And so, for the most part, people will become alarmed. They'll hear the alarm, and they'll be alarmed themselves. Most people will agree that the potential evil in the future is bad, and will impact them negatively. But here's the catch. The politician, leader, or false prophet will then come along and convince their followers that in order to avoid that future evil of negative 10, they should allow the politician, the leader, or the false prophet to make an uncomfortable change in the present. Yes, the leader will convince the general public to allow a real negative in the real present time in order to avoid an even possible and potential negative in the future. And so the general public will give up, perhaps let's just say, two points in the present to avoid a loss of ten points in the future. Now please keep in mind, we're not talking necessarily about being ready for an emergency where leaders get the general public ready for a potential disaster in the future, being ready for the worst-case scenario. We're not talking about that. 
No, rather I am talking about how leaders will use the fear of a hypothetical evil to then manipulate the present time. Tragically, you and I were so afraid of future big evils that we'll gladly allow a present small evil to come upon us and not even bat an eye. Again, politicians and leaders and false prophets, they know this. False teachers, they know this. And they will use this to get what they want in the present through manipulation. Now, dear friends, what I've just described is the spirit of slavery. It's the spirit of bondage, entrapment. When a person is in slavery and bondage, they live in fear of a potential and future punishment. Living under a spirit of slavery, people are willing to get along, to go along, if it means that they can avoid a potential drawback, a potential punishment in the future of some sort. Living under the spirit of fear, everyone walks on eggshells to make sure that the unspoken slave master doesn't unleash hell on them. Living under a spirit of slavery, a slavery embedded in fear, a person lives under the constant dread and doubt, and again, fear, believing, believing that if they endure the present suffering, they can potentially avoid future punishment and future troubles. And so the spirit of slavery functions with a fearful mindset of future evil, wrath, death, and punishment. Just as a slave fears anger and punishment of his master, those under a spirit of slavery, well, they live in constant fear and constant alarm with zero confidence and zero assurance. To make things worse, those under the fear of slavery will often attack freedom. You see, once a person is so entrenched in fear, any idea, any person, or thing that could potentially bring about a future problem, a future punishment, a future trouble, will heighten their sense of fear, resulting in those who are enslaved often attacking those who are in freedom. And so for those enslaved to fear, freedom is not a blessing, but a curse, a curse for them. Freedom is dangerous. Fear has them so tied up in knots that they will attack anyone or anything that will potentially cause future evil to come upon them. Now, dear friends, why mention all of this? Indeed, why mention this? In our reading from the epistle of Romans, the Apostle Paul tells you, and he tells me, he tells us, though, that we have not received, get this, a spirit of fear to fall back into slavery. The Apostle Paul is telling you and me that we have not received a spirit of fear to fall back into slavery itself. And so, hear this loud and clear. As a Christian, you are not a cringing, fearful slave. That is not who you are. But instead, you are God's very own free child. See, there's a difference. There's a difference between being a slave and a child of God. When you are a slave, your future is not certain. When you are a slave, more often than not, all of your time and your energy are aimed at avoiding future evil and suffering. However, because you are not a slave, but a child of God, you've been adopted, you've been claimed, you've been marked, you've been grafted into the family of God. And since you are a child of God, and since you have the family of God, your future is not one of evil and dread and uncertainty, but it is a future of, well, it's a future of sharing in God's 
treasures, his eternal treasures for you. And so baptized saints, being a Christian means that you know who you are. Being a Christian is you know who you are. You're baptized into Christ. You are a forgiven sinner. You're forgiven unto Christ. You are forgiven a saint, a saint in Christ and his righteousness for you. Being a Christian also means that you know where you are going and where you will come next. Understand that there's an unbelievable inheritance awaiting for you with the resurrection of the body to life everlasting. And so that means that you and I, we are free right now. Indeed, we are free right now because of Jesus, because of Christ. You are free from the fear of evil, the fear of wrath and death and eternal punishment unto death itself. So whatever may come upon you and me in the future, or whatever may come upon you and me right now, you and I will go through the good and the bad, not as slaves unto fear, but with Christ, without slavish fear, in faith in Christ. But beware, though, there's always a catch. Beware. Beware, though, freedom is a dangerous thing. For starters, when you abide as a son or daughter of God, you will, yes, no longer be so quickly fooled by the games of fear that so many are playing these days. And when you are not quickly fooled, well, you will then be marked as a rebel or a non-compliant divergent thinker. Indeed, those in tyranny love themselves a compliant and fearful lemming, but despise those abiding in assurance and freedom and hope. Secondly, be ready to be attacked. You see, many in the world view the lack of fear as being equivalent to being reckless. They see freedom as an irresponsible, reckless, and unhinged license to do whatever you want. But that is where they get it wrong. Freedom in Christ never means that you are free to sin. That is not who you are in Christ. If it did, if freedom meant that you could be reckless as all get out, that would mean, then that would mean that Christ is an author to sin, and he is certainly not. No, freedom instead. Freedom in Christ means that you're not a slave to sin. You're not a slave to darkness. You're not a slave to sin's trickery or bondage itself. You see, true Christian freedom is being continually freed from your own self-serving, apathetic, whiny old Adam, being freed from this old Adam. Being continually freed in Christ is to be continually freed from the busy, fear-driven, egocentric games of the world, the games that the world plays. And being continually free in Christ means that you are not so easily enticed by the sly trickery of the devil himself. Baptized saints, as a child, as a child of God, you are given the Holy Spirit and God's holy writ, his holy word. Indeed, you're given the Holy Word and the Holy Spirit, which means that you no longer are captive to those who want to dazzle you with big words and intellectual double talk. Being a child of God means that you are not so easily drugged off into endless arguments that will never amount to anything at all. Being captive to the Word of God as God's own very child means that you are not so easily given to the empty traditions of humankind and empty superstitions of the world, but instead being a child of God with present and real forgiveness and a real future inheritance with a real resurrected body means that you are now awake, that you are now sober-minded and living in the moment, living in the day in Christ's grace for you. Freedom in Christ means that your thoughts and your emotions and your actions are not tied up in numbing and petrifying fear, but instead bound together with 
the resurrected one, Christ Jesus himself, the one who overcame fear, the one who overcame death itself, Christ your Lord. Thirdly, and briefly, hear this. Slaves will often undergo suffering in the present with the, well, with the hope of a potential future of obtaining relief. How, however, there is no certainty for them. Indeed, there's no certainty for them, which is why there's so much fear. But you, you as the Christian, you have certainty, you have assurance, Assurance that on the last day, Christ will make all things new for you. In other words, those enslaved by fear are doing everything possible to avoid not only present, but future suffering, and they're doing so without hope. But not you. Not you. You have the assurance of future glory in Christ, which then grants you hope in the midst of whatever may come your way. As a child of God, you know that as your body and mind may fail, but the Lord, in spite of that, is still your strength, and you belong to him forever. Baptized saints, yes, you indeed belong to Christ as his adopted children forever. You are not slaves to fear. You are heirs to the kingdom of God, not heirs to eternal death. You do not belong to a spirit of slavery, and you certainly do not belong to a spirit of fear but a spirit of assurance and freedom. Yes, indeed, you have been crucified with Christ. You no longer live. Instead, the life that you live is not yours, but it is a life lived by faith in the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you as a gift. And so you no longer need to worry about impressing others. Do not have to play the fearful games of slavery, but instead, your thoughts, your actions, and emotions are lived by faith in Christ and in love for your neighbor. You are freed, baptized saints, to live outside yourselves in assurance and in freedom from slavery's fear as you journey through the ups and downs of this life, through this veil of tears, free in Jesus, because you are children of God, adopted as his heirs of the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.